Hello, I'm Jelen, and welcome to Cool Gems. It's been, by my calculations, about a thousand years since I've last said that to you. Well, maybe a thousand and three, <laughs> give or take. But it's been forever. How have you been? I usually invite you to sit down at our Pojangmacha table. Pojangmacha is this street-side, tented food establishment that you see in Korea. Not that I've ever been there. I just watch a lot of dramas. <laughs> now, if you're just here for the Sherlock talk, as is in the title, I'm gonna leave a timestamp below so you know where to skip to if you don't want to hear all this rumbly mess because I am excited, as you can probably hear from the tone of my voice, I am really excited to be talking to you again. So go ahead and skip if you want to skip out on all this mess, but <laughs> I want to know, how have you been? How are you? How are things going? Let me know. Well, I know, obviously, you can't actually tell me right now, but let me know. Cool Gems Pod on Twitter. I want to know how are things going, how things are going, I mean. And, uh, well, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to, you know. Please respect your own privacy. I should preface that. Please don't, you know, give away private information on the internet, not just to me, but to anyone. But that is probably something you already know. So, rambling, I told you, I am just really excited to talk to you. I haven't done this in a while. I'll try my best to remember to take pauses after my sentences so I don't just go on and <laughs> never stop, okay? I'll do my best. But it really has been a while. I took a long break from dramas, essentially. That's what happened. So I think somewhere where we last left off, I think around the last episode that came out in this podcast, when was that? Oh my gosh, March the 2nd, I think. Yeah, March the 2nd. So that was around the time that Youth With You came out. Well, it was a little after the time Youth With You premiered on our screens. But I was super into this show. Tingtun Yoni, if you've heard of it, if you've heard of the Chinese title. It's an idol survival show um, set in China, and I started watching it because Lisa was in it. Blackpink Lisa. She was in it, and she was in the previous season as well, which was held last year, but I didn't watch that until it was aired. So this year, the season was actually my first proper survival show experience as a viewer and I actually even got an IT VIP membership to vote and to watch the show. It was, it's the most fangirl thing I think I have ever done and it was a lot of fun. To be honest, it's a lot of fun being a fangirl. All of my friends were into youth with you, you know, my social circle, my close social circle at least, we were talking about youth with you, the trainees, we were talking about the show, we were just talking about everything related to it, interviews, live streams, everything. And it was just such a crazy but really fun um, <laughs> thing. I'm not going to go too much into detail since, you know, this episode is about Sherlock, not about youth with you, but my gosh, why is it so hard to say it after a while? Youth with you. 
But yeah, I was really into it, and then after it ended, in a very um, memorable way, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of it was crazy. It was a whole fiasco. Not on any. It's not anyone's fault, but it was honestly, it was kind of a mess. I mean, things just happened. You know, things just happened one after another, and it was just absolutely heartbreaking. But yeah, that's not the point. I literally, in the next few days after the end of the show, I think I just sat down and I was like, "What am I supposed to do?" What am I supposed to do in this time? What did I do before? <laughs> How did I used to spend my time? Probably watching dramas, you know. But it was so strange going from watching this show where everything was happening in real life, in real time, you know, voting for real life people, watching all these live streams of these interactions between real life people. I mean, I know it was edited, it was produced, it was shown to us the way the producers wanted to show things to us, but it was just so strange going from that to something that was scripted. You know, I don't know if you've ever felt that, but that was what it was like for me for for a period of time. And you know, I did have the thought of like, how am I supposed to go back to Cool Gems? If I'm not watching dramas, what am I supposed to talk about? I knew I wanted to talk to you again because、um, I was watching all these live streams that the trainees were doing, and、um, it made me really want to get back to talking again and doing this again. I love doing this. I love sitting around the table with you, the posamasa table with you, and just rambling. But I didn't really know what to talk about, you know. And then for some reason, I got into American dramas. <laughs> American dramas. American TV series. I started watching Umbrella Academy. I started watching Upload. I started watching、um, Cruel Summer. That was really interesting. And somehow I fell into this whole Netflix subscription rabbit hole <laughs> and started watching K dramas again. Law School. That was really good.、Um, should we talk about it? Do you have you watched it? Do you want to talk about it?、Um, law school, Conde intern. I watched Lawless Lawyer. Yeah, I am in a huge law drama phase right now. So if you know any good, no great, cool gem law dramas, please recommend them to me. I will lap it up. I <laughs> love them right now. Do people ever use the phrase "lap it up" in reference to themselves? I don't think I've heard that before. But you know, you know, how, do you ever, you know, have random phrases pop into your mind all of a sudden, and then you use them, and you realize no one actually talks like this. <laughs> It's weird. It happens. Maybe just to me. I don't know. Please let me know so I know I'm not the only one. I feel like my voice has changed. Okay, okay. Let's get back to the point, Sherlock. Um, <laughs> now I've known about Sherlock for years. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't. Well, maybe there, maybe there are. I shouldn't say that, but my friends have been fans of Sherlock for a really long time. I've never watched it, mostly because I didn't really know where to watch it. That and I have just been watching K dramas for a really long time. So last year, I think I read 
one of the Sherlock Holmes books for a project I had to do, and I it was really interesting. It was a really interesting story. I loved it. I didn't like Sherlock Holmes in the book because I thought he was an asshole. <laughs> Honestly, he was he was terrible. He was mean. He was arrogant. He was um, full of himself. He was so. <laughs> I didn't like him. He was so condescending too, and I had I couldn't understand why Watson, John Watson, seemed to almost hero worship him so much. He he just he seemed to just look for Sherlock Holmes' approval a lot. I don't know if it was just in that one book that I was reading, but I just didn't understand that whole thing. I really liked the story, though. I thought it was really interesting. I thought the case they were solving was really interesting, and so that made me want to ch- uh, want to check out Sherlock, the series, the BBC series, because it's played by Benedict Cumberbatch. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Not the most active fan because K dramas. I've been following mostly K dramas in the past few years. Um, though I love Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, I don't know if I've said that before, but I love them because I think they have such great production quality, such compelling stories. Not the point. Sorry, but Benedict Cumberbatch is Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, come on, he's such a sweet guy. Not that I know him personally, of course, but he seems like such a gentleman, you know. And so Sherlock Holmes. So I started watching Sherlock. Now that I have got a Netflix subscription, rabbit hole, you know, <laughs> and I binged the entire series. It was amazing. It was so good. Season five. When <laughs> I need more episodes. I mean, come on. I need more Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock. Come on, please. It was so good. I loved it. And <laughs> where do I even begin? Probably from the spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Sherlock, please you know, don't listen. Or well, you can listen. I would love to have you here, anyways. But I don't want to spoil the enjoyment of the series for you. So come back after you've watched it. But if you are here, I'm guessing that you've probably already watched the entire series. So let's just get on with it. We've got to start with our title character. Title character, titular character. We've got to start with Sherlock. He is a lot nicer than I expected. I feel like I am channeling Eurus by saying that, but he is a lot nicer than Sherlock Holmes in this in the book. Sherlock Holmes in the book, I really did not like, but Sherlock in the series, I love. He was a complete sweetheart. I mean, he cared so deeply about his friends. He was so protective of them. I mean, I think he did start off kind of cold, kind of、um, a little bit of that condescending person. But he was even then. He was very. There was a very human, quirky, quirky eccentric genius kind of quality to him. So you can't really hate him, but he's kind of. Cute, you know, very endearing. That's what I mean. He was someone that you could, you could like instantly, even though he was kind of mean sometimes. I mean, 
he didn't really empathize with the victims or with um, the witnesses that came to him at the start in the cases he was solving. He treated everything like a game, like another puzzle, another thing to solve, another thing to keep his mind busy. And he didn't really have that human connection with people yet and then he went through this whole character development arc and you know by the end of the series he was just very empathetic he was very sweet very caring and I don't really remember the pacing of this character development was it very sudden I don't remember because there were so many scenes missing in a sense you know Sometimes we would get snapshots of all these cases that were happening between episodes. So much time that we are led to believe has elapsed between episodes. So I don't remember if it was sudden. I just remember that he just... I guess it was done well because I, I don't remember. I guess it was done naturally. Um, but he just became... I mean, you, you saw in the last episode, he was so human. He was so... He really wanted to save that girl on the plane, and he really cared deeply, especially in the, I, I would say the last season in general, he was, he, it showed a very human side of him, a very caring, protective side of him, and I loved Sherlock by the end of the series. I mean, I loved him already, but I loved him even more at the end of the series. I love when we get to see people being protective of their chosen families. I mean, I we see K-drama characters, uh, protagonists, be really protective. But it's usually when it comes to their love interests. It's usually when it comes to... Well, sometimes it's family, but it's usually when it comes to love interests, people that they are pursuing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's really sweet too, but... I really enjoy watching it when it comes to chosen family, when it comes to friends, because I feel like sometimes you, we can get so, in the drama world at least, it can get so concentrated. Um, there can be such a concentrated focus on the romance of the drama that everyone else just kind of fades into the background. Everyone else just doesn't matter. I'm not saying that every drama is like that. I mean, Mystic Papa Ba was... Uh, had to do with Chosen Family, and it was really good. Well, I'm not going to say more than that. I'm, I don't want to give anything away. Hospital Playlist 2. I love that drama. But yeah, um, and I'm not saying that only K-dramas do this whole focus on romantic pairings and, and just kind of fade everyone else out. But I'm using it more as a reference because... I watch more K-dramas than anything else, I think, and K-dramas is the usual choice of fair here at the Cool Gems podcast. So yeah, I love it when people get really protective of their friends and show how much their friends mean to them aside from just their, aside from just their love interest, which I don't think Sherlock really has that much of a love interest. I mean, Irene Adler is one of his love interests. I think his only love interest in this series, officially at least. I don't think there's time to go down into the unofficial fan theories, as suggestive as the the series can be. I nearly said drama again. But yeah, I'm always a sucker for friendship stories, so... 
I just love that whole aspect of Sherlock and how just how crazy protective, how much he loved his friends and his family, of course. When he and John towed off Mycroft for being mean to Mrs. Hudson, I thought that was the sweetest thing ever. Okay, maybe not the sweetest thing ever because there are many, many sweet moments in this series, but it was definitely one of my top favorite moments in this series. Along with when he claimed John to be his family and when he made a vow to protect John's, the Watson family, including the baby. That was so cute. Oh, him playing with the baby. It's so cute. I love Sherlock and I love how he grew to become the person that he was at the end of the series. The urgency that he had uh, in wanting to get connected to that girl on the plane that was about to crash. He had a heart of gold at the end, and it was so heartwarming to watch that. Now, John. John is the catalyst to his character progression, I believe. John is a great friend. He's always down for the ride. He's always, from the very beginning, he was always down to whatever Sherlock was planning, even when he didn't even really know Sherlock. I know they had this whole point about him being a military doctor who was home from the war but kind of craving action again. War action. Um, but imagine moving in with someone that you don't even know and then the first thing you go is to, the first thing you do together is go to a crime scene. Like, honestly, would you do that? I would think that we should start getting to know each other first before doing something as crazy as that, but no, he just he just went along. But he was mostly an anchor to Sherlock. A foil, I think is what people call it, but I'm, I'm not very sure what that means, so... <laughs> I mean, I know what a foil means, I know what it means to foil someone's plans, but what does it mean to be a foil to someone? That I don't understand. But I do think he was kind of an anchor to Sherlock. He kind of gave that balance to Sherlock um, to kind of hold him back from going too, too crazy. I think maybe that's what foil means. He anchored Sherlock to the important details like prompting him to be more empathetic, prompting him to be more emotionally involved. He didn't just let Sherlock fly off into his whole game mindset. And of course, there was the whole addiction situation that Sherlock had got going on for him near the end of the series. I think John was especially an anchor in those moments, except for, of course, that episode, you know, where Sherlock was trying to save John by making John save him. But you can't really blame him. You can't really blame anyone. It was a very messy, very heartbreaking situation. But in that episode, it was kind of clear to see what Sherlock would be without without John by his side. Even though, you know, Mary had instructed for the whole situation to take place the way it did. Kinda. John is a great friend. I kind of wish that we got to see more of his doctor side. I thought that when Sherlock first invited him along for the ride, that he wanted a doctor on the team, you know, someone who could mm, spot medical conditions, someone who could give a little more insight from the medical point of view, to use his expertise, basically. And I'm sure he did. I mean, in the wedding episode, Sherlock mentioned how John saved the 
um, the god's life, and but we didn't get to see that, you know. We didn't even get to see John working in the, in a clinic. We only kind of saw him dozing off. We kind of see John more as an action guy, someone who can fight, someone who can um, work a gun, you know, which was cool because he was a military doctor. So we did get to see one side of his expertise, but I kind of wish we got to see more of his doctor side. I wanted to see him more involved in cases with medical diagnosis and stuff like that. I think that would have been fun. I think also because he kind of seems, I don't want to say dumb, but he kind of seems dumb compared to Sherlock. There, I said it anyways. <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to say is I don't think he is an unintelligent guy. You don't just become a doctor from not being smart. You know, you gotta be pretty smart to become a doctor. But the way they portray John sometimes, it's kind of like he's being dragged along and he's just doing whatever Sherlock tells him to do. And I kind of wish we got to see more of his inputs, more of his um, ideas and more of his insights into cases, which he does give sometimes, but Sherlock sometimes proves that it's incorrect or it's just lackluster compared to Sherlock's own thoughts, which I get. Sherlock is a genius, you know, but... And the thing is, Sherlock doesn't think that John is unintelligent. He stated a couple of times that John is actually really intelligent, in a way that maybe Sherlock isn't emotional intelligence. I think that was what Sherlock was referring to in that wedding episode. But John can provide much more than emotional intelligence, I'm sure. I mean, he's a doctor, so I kind of wish we got to see more of that in the episodes instead of him just doing whatever Sherlock tells him to do, even though it was a really interesting dynamic. I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? What did you think about the whole portrayal of John Watson? I mean, I like him as a person, I think he is a great guy. And I do like what he brings to the show, what he brings to the dynamic but I do wish that we got to see more. I mean, there was a lot of things that we didn't get to see, all the stories that happened between episodes, so more might have happened there. Maybe we just didn't see it. But I don't know, what do you think? Which reminds me, by the way, the fact that Sherlock was the least intelligent child in his family, that was something that tickled me so much. Sherlock is an absolute genius and I love him and he's always going off on his, you know, deduction and investigative detective skills. And, you know, we're made to see him as this very clever genius, which he is, he is. But it's so funny to think about the fact that he thinks of himself as the least clever in his family. I forgot to say this when we were talking about Sherlock earlier, but yeah, back to John and Mary because I did want to talk about how much I love John and Mary's relationship. We saw John go through a series of girlfriends, people who just couldn't get used to his lifestyle, and you know, I was really rooting for the first couple. What was her name? Um, was it Sarah? Because Sarah went through something extremely traumatic on their first date, and I honestly thought that their relationship would end there and then because I mean, you know what happened, but they had a second date, or at least we saw that John and Sarah were still together, even after what happened. 
So I was really rooting for them. I was really rooting for things to work out, but evidently things didn't. And then we had other people, and then we had Mary. And I love Mary because she was just so candid. She was so accommodating, I guess. She was so happy to have Sherlock in, in her life. And she loved Sherlock too. And come on, she was badass. Do I need to rate my podcast episode as explicit for saying that? <laughs> but they had a child together and it was just the most beautiful thing. She was the perfect fit, honestly. So it was really sad when John started texting the other girl who turned out to be Eurus, but yeah. I was like, no, John, no, please don't do that to Mary. But we saw how that turned out and... It was worse when, when Mary died. That was the most heartbreaking thing ever. I loved her. Why? I did not know that they were married in real life. Well, they got a divorce, but I didn't know that they were married in real life before and they actually had kids together. So that's a fun fact if you didn't know. But yeah, after Sarah, I was really rooting for the relationship with Mary to work out, which it did it did it just had a very tragic ending <sighs> why come on but mary was the sweetest i'm gonna say that about mrs hudson and molly as well but mary was the sweetest she was just such a sensible very clear very um directed person she provided a great anchor to john who was a great anchor to sherlock and she was just such a perfect fit into their trio honestly and I've already said that, but yeah, I, I love Mary's character. I love how she encouraged John and Sherlock to have more adventures together and that things will remain the same because I think that's very important in a relationship. You know, a lot of times in what I've seen in drama portrayals, you know, I've kind of already mentioned this earlier, but dramas can get so focused around the main relationship that everything else just doesn't matter you know and i like that mary kind of had that perspective of allowing sherlock and john to just be best friends and having sherlock be very present in their lives i think that's very important because once you get into a relationship it's not like everything else just doesn't matter you you still have a life you still have friends so i really like that touch I kind of wish that we got to see her and more of her past before because I honestly thought that she was an ordinary person who was just very sweet, who was very understanding, who had a very open mindset about John and Sherlock's friendship and their adventures together essentially because, you know, those are some crazy, crazy adventures. But I thought she was just an ordinary person in an ordinary job and it turned out that she had a whole intelligence agent past and we did get to see like a whole episode of that but I kind of wish that we got to see more which you know I know it might not be possible because of the whole budget um, and time it would take but yeah I just want more of Sherlock to be honest I just want more of the show we gotta talk about Mrs. Hudson Mrs. Hudson was also the sweetest. I can't decide. She was such a sweet lady. I love her. I just love all the characters in Sherlock. Okay, maybe not all. I'm not very sure how I feel about Jim Moriarty. I... 
he was an interesting character, that's for sure. It was a really enjoyable character to watch. I love how they portrayed him because it was so engaging, you know? It was He was such an engaging rival to Sherlock, but I can't say I particularly love him for obvious reasons. But we're not talking about him, we're talking about Mrs. Hudson and how much of a sweetheart she is because I think I need a Mrs. Hudson in my life. She's incredibly sweet, you know, she's always putting on the tea for them, she's always helping them do stuff, even though she is their landlady and not their, what was the word? Housekeeper. I had a temporary brain fart there, don't mind me. I'm your landlady, dear, not your housekeeper. I love that line, I love her. She was so sassy too, she would go like, would you like a cup of tea? The kettle is over there. I love that. And the fact that she has a whole flashy sports car, that is so on brand, but also not, you know? I would never expect Mrs. Hudson to own a sports car, but it kind of makes sense. She is so precious. She played a very motherly figure to both Sherlock and John, and I loved how she would get, you know, upset over John not contacting her. It was just a very, it was a very mother thing to do. She was always there for them, and she cared so much about both of them. It was just so sweet. Molly, too. Molly was such a great friend, honestly. She was... You know, I was googling for an explanation of the last episode because it was kind of confusing. And something came up, something... A Reddit post or something. Something that said Molly was the worst treated person in the entire Sherlock series and honestly I kind of feel that. We saw that very heartbreaking moment of her saying I love you to Sherlock and she it was just so heartbreaking how it seems like throughout the entire series she just never got over Sherlock even though she had a couple of different relationships with different people including Moriarty. Why did they have Moriarty date Molly? Molly is the sweetest! I told you, they are all the sweetest people ever. But why do that to Molly? Molly, why make Sherlock say I love you to her? I mean, I'm sure he loves her. He loves her as a friend. But why do that to the both of them? Okay, I know, it was Euro's twisted game, but still. Molly, like John, was always down for the ride. She was always helping Sherlock out, even orchestrating his fake death. She was so concerned about Sherlock's drug addiction too. But she was always there for them. She was always up for whatever was going on. And she was just always a part of their plans. Always, even when she was a stand-in for John, you know? In that one episode, I can't remember. Why wasn't John there? Was it because he was planning his wedding? But no, Sherlock was very involved in the wedding planning process. Where was John? I don't remember. I don't even remember what the episode was about, to be honest. I just remember him telling Molly that, um, just be yourself. And then him giving Molly a kiss on the cheek or something. But yeah, she was always down. She was just such a sweet friend. And she was always there for them. I hope that she gets her happy ending I also remember how Moriarty had gunmen trained on um, Sherlock's uh, loved ones, except Molly and Sherlock said this statement, something like, um, he thought that 
you didn't matter to me, but you are the person that matters the most. Something like that. I think he said a line like that to Molly. And that line got me. It was so sweet. And I just love watching Molly have these payoff moments where, you know, she invested so much of her heart, you know, so much of her heart and her soul and her mind into helping Sherlock and John and... And I love watching those moments where she gets appreciated for all that she does. Now, another character that starts with an M, Mycroft. I love Mycroft. I know I've pretty much said that about every character, but I love Mycroft. Mycroft was such a great big brother, and I love the dynamic between him and Sherlock. I thought it was such a fun dynamic. The benters they would have, how... Mycroft seemed to be so arrogant as well, but he actually loved his little brother so, so, so much, and he cared deeply about his family. It almost seems like he became the British government, or whatever he is, so that he could keep a watch on his brother and his family. It's very sweet. Unorthodox, but sweet. If you've sat around this table before, if you've sat down with me to talk about dramas or TV shows before, or movies, we've done that before too, you might know that I am a huge fan of family relationships. I just think there's something very precious about that, especially sibling relationships. I don't have siblings, so maybe that's what draws me so much to sibling relationship portrayals on TV shows, but I love watching these sort of things, you know? I just... It tugs at my heartstrings. And this portrayal of the, the Holmes brothers' um, relationship really did tug at my heartstrings. See, there's another expression that I don't think people use on themselves. At least, not when they are speaking aloud. Um, I don't know, do you use this phrase on yourself? <laughs> My point is, I loved getting to see both of them, getting to see how they cared for each other while pretending not to care. My favorite line was when Mycroft was saying something like, I would rather you not die because that would break my heart. And he was saying it with, with such a poker face. <laughs> it was just such a strange conversation. I mean, it was very sweet, but it was just... Strange is probably not the right word. Or maybe it is. Doctor Strange, you know? <laughs> Lame. But I loved that scene. And I loved the the scene where um, Mycroft was saying to Sherlock, I am not angry with you and I will always be there for you. And then we, it, it cut to a shot where Mycroft went after his brother in all these, you know, situations where Sherlock was just getting high on drugs and... I probably have to mark this episode as explicit. And Sherlock was like, shouldn't you be out getting me a pardon like a proper big brother? I thought that was hilarious. And that scene at the end, um, in the last episode, where Mycroft was just being really mean to make it easy for Sherlock to shoot him. That was, you know. Oh, and that scene where, um, Sherlock shot that guy what was his name that guy with that huge mind palace who knew everything and and Sherlock shot him what was his name see if I had a mind palace I would know that name instantly but maybe maybe it's worth checking out mind palaces how does it work is it a real thing 
Anyways, you probably know who I'm talking about, and in that scene after Sherlock shot him, Mycroft was like, do not shoot Sherlock Holmes. And it cut to, you know, Mycroft seeing his little brother crying, and it was just a very heartbreaking moment, a very heartbreaking moment between brothers, I think, as Mycroft wrestled with what to do and how to save his brother. Although after that, he did send Sherlock off to certain death, which I don't really know how to feel about that. Well, he didn't actually because, you know, Moriarty came back, or so they thought. But still, then again, maybe he had another plan. Maybe he was planning to go undercover again. I don't know. I honestly cannot imagine how they must have been like growing up, what it must have been like raising them. What family dinners must have looked like. And with Eurus too? Before we get to Eurus and the last episode, however, I want to talk about Lestrade. Just a little bit. I don't really have much to say other than the fact that I love him too. He is a great friend. I love how he was always there and he always believed in Sherlock, even when his team was questioning Sherlock. Um, I love that he just... Never really doubted Sherlock. He makes for a very interesting... He Well, he brings a very fun, light-hearted kind of uh, quality to the overall series as well. Like when he would have those benters, I suppose, with Sherlock about taking credit for the crime solved and such. Where would we be without him? Like I said, I was googling, I was reading up about the last episode and trying to understand what happened and someone mentioned something about not minding a whole spin-off series about Lestrade's adventures as a detective or was he was he a detective well whatever he does I wouldn't mind watching a spin-off series on Lestrade's adventures honestly seeing cases from Lestrade's point of view Greg's point of view a spin-off Mycroft series would be amazing as well or Mrs. Hudson or Molly or the fan club Anyone, really. I guess I just want more of this universe. But back to Eurus and the last episode. That last episode really confused me. I was like, how? So, who is that little girl on the plane that Sherlock was talking to? And then, you know, the internet answered that for me. Apparently, it was just, um, Eurus using a voice changing device or some kind of a voice modification device or just speaking in a high pitch since it seems like she can copy imitate people well she can imitate all sorts of different accents and voices so it made sense that she would be able to imitate a little girl's voice apparently linguistically i don't know about that i mean they're voice actors but how does it work with um regards to copying people's voices your voice technically has very unique characteristics, I, I would think, based on the whole construct of your mouth and your larynx. And we're not talking about that. It's just, you know, I should really do research into that. I could be completely wrong. But yeah, so she was on the TV, but then it turned out that she was in her room, and then they were in this facility, and then there was no glass, and it was just a lot of different things at once. And I saw that some people were kind of talking about all the plot holes in the episode, and to be honest, I was too confused to really notice what was going on, but 
yeah, I guess the main point of that last episode was to show the emotional growth that Sherlock has, you know, experienced over the last couple of years throughout the series. So that was something that really, that really gets left with you, I think. I might not remember all the details, but I remember kind of the feeling of the whole episode. Just Sherlock's heart for the people around him, him and Mycroft. But Eurus really came out of nowhere. That that was so random. I kept expecting Euros to just stab him or something. It was... I was really worried about Sherlock. But it turned out okay, I think. They just had visits and played violin together in the end. So I'm not very sure what I make of that episode. What about you? What are your thoughts of that last episode? I think it was a great way to wrap up Sherlock's emotional journey and and to showcase his relationships with the people around him. You know, especially when he had to choose between Mycroft and John and he chose to shoot himself. And then, of course, that phone call with Molly that we talked about. I think it was a great way to wrap up all of these, well, kind of to recap and conclude all these relationships and emotional journeys that he has experienced um, in the series. So for that reason, I do like the ending, even though it was really confusing. Uh, but I do wish that we got to see more of Eurus because she just came out of nowhere. I mean, Sherlock didn't even know he had a sister. I know they were trying to hint at Eurus' presence, I mean, Eurus' existence um, in season 4. And she appeared a couple of times as different characters in... Was it season 4? Was it just season 4? Did she appear earlier? I don't remember. But we didn't know of Eurus' existence until that episode. Well, until the end of the second last episode. And she turned out to be this killer. Someone who killed Sherlock's best friend. Like, hold up. What? I feel like I need more conclusion to the whole Eurus story. A little bit more context. But, um, you know, I don't think they had much time since they needed to wrap things up. But yeah, I, I don't know. Share your thoughts with me on that. I really want to know what you think about that episode because... It was a wild ride. It was a complete roller coaster, honestly. Yeah, so what did you think about the whole Sherlock series? What did you think about the characters? What was your favorite moment? Who is your favorite duo or trio? What was your favorite line? Let me know. Cool Gems Pod on Twitter, you can talk to me there. Otherwise, I will see you next time. I do have a lot of shows to get off my chest, so there will be a next time, yes. Um, yeah. So until then, I hope you had a great time today and stay safe.